from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. You've heard of pros and cons. We do cons and cons. Not exactly what you're thinking. It's confidence and concern. We do this every Thursday for the Panthers, Dennis and I. Um, But we had so much fun with it on Thursdays, we thought maybe we'll test drive a one-time only college edition where we look at the ACC schools in the state of North Carolina and we give our confidence and concern. Things we're most confident in, things we're most concerned about. Things we're, uh, you know, set it and forget it. You don't have to worry about. I mean, you want to work on your strengths, but really you're good and something that needs a lot of work. As always, all right, good news, bad news. Which do you want first? We want the bad news first. Okay. So we're starting with uh, the team that was off the podium for this weekend, uh, and we'll work our way up to the gold medal team for this weekend, uh, and we'll start with the concern. So, Dennis, what mm-hmm. is your concern for NC State? Lack of an offensive identity. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> Who are you on offense? Really, like, are you a dominant rushing attack? Are you are you a spread the ball around in the passing game? Are you like a big play a style offense? What are you offensively? What is your identity? Like, what's your your elevator pitch? Yeah. Right? The, you, you see this. I'm a big Shark Tank fan. Yeah. You see this sometimes where somebody will be up there yammering on, talking to the Sharks for like three, four minutes, and yeah. finally they'll jump in. What are you selling? Like, yeah. What does your gadget do? And and it's like, if you can't explain that quickly, there's no way I'm investing in your, your product. What does you, like, if somebody says, what is the NC State offense? Can you explain it in an elevator pitch? Yeah. Or is it a lot of like, well, we, you know, we want to be multiple and uh, we we have a, a wide array of talents. Like you're just saying words. What are you? Yeah. Okay. Some some offenses is we're a run first that that builds our passing game off yeah. play action. We're a run first. We take shots on the outside off play action. Yeah. We're West Coast offense. Bingo. Like we uh, we have a dominant number one wide receiver. We mm-hmm. get him 15 targets a game and we build everything off that. Like, there's a lot of – I don't care what your identity is. It's important to know what your identity is. Exactly. And it's important to show what your identity is. Uh, this goes along with that. My concern for NC State is explosive plays. It's really hard in – in Lack of them offensively? Yes. Okay. Although, <laughs> if you look at Notre Dame, there was a 75-yard touchdown run by UConn. There was an 80-yard touchdown run by Notre Dame. There mm-hmm. We could do the defensive side of it because that's really one of the only concerns I have with the NC State uh, defense. But my main concern is the offense for NC State has not been able to generate explosive plays. And explosive plays are the 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 secret sauce in college football, right? It is hard to get 18 to 23-year-olds to do 12 consecutive plays without right 11 of them, right? So well, what's 11 times 11? We're looking at like 121, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, you're looking at to go an 11 play drive with 11 players not making a critical error. You need 121 consecutive and and simultaneous, well executed plays by 18 to 23 year olds. That's difficult. You know what's easier? Doing one play where no one makes a critical error and scoring from the other 33 yard line. We haven't seen that yet. It's an equalizer. It it it. it Gives everybody energy, gives everybody juice. My concern is they haven't found a way to generate some explosive plays. What's your confidence? Peyton Wilson. <laughs> He's included in mine. Let me, okay. let me just jump in on okay. mine's the front six. Okay. Which, to be quite honest, right in a three-three-five, the Peyton Wilson role is a big part of the front six being my confidence. Exactly. Now continue. Well, 
his ability, I think, to get from sideline to sideline. He's good in coverage. He can blitz. He's strong. He's stout against the run game. That dude's just a physical freak. If you've never seen him play actually in person, mm-hmm. you don't know actually how physically dominant he could be. It's unfortunate that throughout his career at NC State, he's been hampered by injuries because that dude is an absolute monster. That guy's an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Like he's an NFL player. It, it's yes, and he's not going to be drafted as high as his talent says, or if he's uh, you know a day three pick, whatever it is, because, because of the injuries. because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to set it up now to give him like two and a half rounds of his talent says he should be better two and a half rounds because of the injury. Um, But then mixing in the rest of the front six, I thought Savion uh, Jackson had a really good game. I thought Davin Van had a really good game. Uh, I thought uh, was Jalen Scott had a a few good plays. So I just, you know, Peyton Wilson was a big part of it, but I grouped in uh, a few others. Uh, Let's jump to Duke. They were they were the bronze this week, mostly because of their their opponent. Right. Hard to be a gold medalist against Lafayette. Uh, I'll get started this time. My okay. concern – didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, my concern, offensive line. Okay. I have – It's fair. I have some some burnt-in memories from that Clemson game where they were getting pushed around. Now, Clemson's defensive line, like, recruiting rankings, right, and their NFL future pedigrees, I don't think it'll be that way against every team, but they were struggling. They were getting handled up front a bit. And until I see them against another ACC or Power 5 school kind of fight back a bit better, I'm going to be a little worried about their offensive line. Okay. My concern is, can you follow up what you did against Clemson in another high-profile game? Like, you did it once. Every so, what, what do we say? Everybody can have a moment? This has always been my saying for a long yeah. time. Everyone is capable of having a great moment. And that was an absolutely amazing moment at Wallace Wade Stadium for Duke. What happens when you play Notre Dame and Florida State and some of these other high-profile games? Because guess what? Now you have attention. And yeah, you're, you you're not falling up. under the radar. I'm not saying exactly. You're not flying under the radar anymore. I'm not saying that it's they're incapable of doing it. The question is, all right, can you back it up? Because let's be honest, that win was your biggest win in the last two <laughs> decades, three decades since Spurrier. Pretty much. Um, How do you follow it up? And and their schedule is not easy. No, it's a rough schedule. We we knew that in the off season, and then winning Clemson, that's just now everybody. It's more difficult right now. You have a target on your back a little bit. Um, my confidence in Duke is very simple. It's Riley Leonard. Okay. Um, even if I, and I've I've voiced my like let's slow down the bandwagon for the NFL talk about Riley Leonard. I am every bit confident in him the college quarterback i think 100 i think his skill set really matches the college game there's a few things i still want to see him prove to make him the the pro prospect that some have already named him as but but as a college quarterback i don't think there's anything he he can't do i i i i really want to see what he does against the meat of their schedule but i'm confident that he's going to be able to live up to the challenge my confidence they're secondary hmm we saw against Clemson, they one. had zero ability to push the ball down the field. Much like we saw with the Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons, nothing going down the field for, for uh, Carolina. We didn't see Clemson hardly push the ball down the field. And it's not like they didn't try. They had guys running deep routes. So yeah, okay, they completed a couple. Okay, fine. That's going to happen during the course of a game. But I will say this. They're secondary for Duke. All over the receivers for Clemson. Can you keep that up in other games when you have to go play against Notre Dame and Florida State and some of these others? But, man, their secondary looked great. And and it, it's unusual 
because Clemson for about the last decade has had at least one guy that you just you can't cover. Uh, and there, there definitely was not that against Duke. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, let's jump to North Carolina, UNC. Okay. They, uh, they're the silver medalist because they, they beat App, and we have a lot of respect for App. Even though it's two overtime, they, they slot into the silver medal. Uh, first, let's hear about or hear from, I should say, Drake May, their quarterback, on how they're preparing for a Big Ten matchup against Minnesota this week. Drake? They do a nice job. They got um, they're big up front, and um, it's Big Ten football. So I know they're going to you know, come hard-nosed and, uh, like I said, well-coached. So we'll be up for the challenge. And it's one of those things, again, where they're going to try to, you know, hold three yards on first down and try to get third or short and uh, try to make us, you know, um, punt the football. So... Um, we got to do a good job in short yard stuff and uh, hit and put big plays when we need them. Just being in the Big Ten, they they get that reputation, I guess. They're tough. They're Big Ten football. Yeah, it's Big Ten football. It's like, uh, you know, have you ever talked to anybody that ever played high school football in Texas? Yeah. They just say, like, it's Texas high school football. You're like, okay, I guarantee you every school in Texas is not good. Explain to me why your team is this or who was on your team is that. Like, it can't be yeah. all of them. It's it's like me. I played lacrosse. Oh, he's from Long Island or he's from Baltimore. Yeah. I'm like, I played against some guys from Long Island, upstate New York, and Baltimore that I crushed. It's like every time you play anyone from the Big Ten, oh, it's Big Ten football. And you're like, well, is it is it Ohio State or is it Northwestern? Like, there's a difference. Is, is it Rutgers? Like, let, let's, let's be more specific here. Um, my concern for UNC, bad news okay. first, the confidence of their wide receivers. Mm. If there's one thing we've learned about North Carolina this year, they really want Tez Walker to play, which kind of means every other receiver is going, oh, you really want someone to take my targets, don't you? And you are willing to sue the NCAA. Now, I know it's more than that. It's about, uh, right, for Tez Walker, he's deserving of, and you don't want him to be messed over, and mental health. Like there's a, and we'll talk about all that maybe a little bit later on in the show. But, like, you fought hard for Tez Walker and then gave the ball to Amari and Hampton a ton. What does that do for your wide receivers? Right? You have a, possibly the number two overall pick in the draft at quarterback, and you're still like, hey, you know what, without Tez, we're going to be a running team. What does that do for the confidence of your wide receivers, whether consciously or subconsciously? I bet you they're hearing that message. What do you got for your concern with the Tar Heels? Consistency with their defensive front. We saw against South Carolina, nine sacks. They were all up in Spencer Rattler's face. Mm. Zero sacks against App State. Zero. So where's the balance? So, okay, so what are you? <laughs> like, so that's the big question. I know it's only two games in, but what are you? So that's my concern is just, 
are they going to find consistency with their defensive front? I'm not saying they should be getting nine sacks up front every single game. If they do, who's going to turn that down? But, okay, are you consistently getting quarterback pressures and are you getting the quarterback to the ground? It, so that's that's my concern from two games so far from the target. It, it's one of my one of my golf questions, right? When somebody comes in and says, uh, I shot my PR, I shot a 73 over the weekend. What's the next question you should ask? What course were you playing? Yeah. Because if uh, well it, it you know it had windmills and a and a big clown. It's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, got it." And that's an exaggeration, but there are courses that are much easier. If you shoot a 73 on a on a course that's you know, short with with no no hazards or whatever it is, giant greens, wide open fairways. Okay, that explains how you hit your best score. So, we had nine sacks week one. All right, have we considered the course? Maybe maybe South Carolina's offensive line is not the best, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe they're awful. Maybe they're two bad words combined. Horror awful. Something like that. Maybe they're really bad. And then you go to App State, and, and if they're a normal run-of-the-mill offensive line, you have no sacks. Maybe, you know what, your PR was more coarse than your performance, right? It was more what you were going up against. Uh, that's a good one. And and that is a stat I wanted to bring up this week, and I mm-hmm. kept, kept forgetting about it. Uh, you go first. Confidence, North Carolina. Third downs. 8 of 13. In both games from third down, but here's the thing as well. Defensively, both times holding their opponent under 50% on third down conversions. So this is, this is an offense and defense. This is an offense and third down. Which coaches will tell you. Love it. They they care about that They're sort of all thing. over. I'm trying to go outside of the obvious. Confidence for me is Omari and Hampton. Well, yeah. <laughs> he ran for. I was trying to go out of the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went right down the middle, right down Main Street, yeah. baby. Uh, what was it, 27,500 yards? Uh, he was really good. He was really good. Uh, state, uh, sorry, uh, uh, App State was kind of bottling up some things, and they they UNC's break glass in case of emergency was to keep giving it to Amari and Hampton, and that says a lot about what they think of that guy. That says a lot about him having the hot hand. That says a lot about why I'm confident in him. And that's with no British Brooks. And that that is actually. Let's transition to the next. Let's go to Wake. Uh. Wake was our gold medalist this week. They they beat a SEC team in Vanderbilt by m- multiple scores. Um, my confidence in them is their running backs also. We'll start with confidence because it fits. Okay, fair. Uh, their running backs also, right? British Brooks out for North Carolina. Omari and Hampton goes bananas. Justice Ellison out for Wake Forest. They have Demond Claiborne 165 yards. Tate Carney 117 yards on the ground. That is a stable of uh, of of. Very, very adequate – sorry, not even adequate. That's the wrong way to put it. Very, very impressive backs. So, I mean, when you have that kind of depth, right, Ellison comes back, you can divide it up. You can ride the hot hand. You could just know, hey, Carney is a third guy. Is there? Like, there's a lot of different things that you'd be confident about if you know you have three backs on any given day that can go for big yardage, uh, even against an SEC team like like uh, Claiborne and, and Carney did. So, give me the wake running backs as my uh, confidence. Okay. My confidence when it comes to Wake Forest is tech coach Dave Clawson. Because like that guy. this the the level of consistency overall we've seen from that program over the last eight years. Why 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 should we I know you mentioned it yesterday, the best measurement for future success is past results. The best indicator or of indicator. future results that are past results. Exactly. Okay, I'm using that. There you go. What have they done consistently over the last eight years? Okay, there's like a year or two that things may have dipped slightly, but it's been consistent overall. Hasn't been major peaks and valleys. 
So yeah, Dave Clawson. This is this is going to be funny because mm-hmm. uh, my my concern is exactly what you said, but on a smaller scale. Okay. Through two games, their second halves have been fall offs from their first halves. Mm. So I'm I'm my concern is putting four full quarters together. Uh, now they they haven't been hurt by it because they've played well enough in the first half that they can kind of coast. But they're going to have games where you can't afford that drop-off. You can't afford that let-off, and we just haven't seen it yet. So my concern is, can they put a full game together? Which is kind of like, right, the consistency of the last eight years, whatever you said, but the consistency of four quarters is my concern. My concern is, are teams going to figure you out? Because, again, this is Mitch Griffith's first time Mm. as a starting quarterback. Yeah, the offensive system's still the same, but they start to figure out, okay, what's the weakness of Griffiths? What's the weakness of the receiving core, whatever it might be, what do teams start to figure you out? Because week one, you played against Elon. You're not really going to have much exposed against you. Now you actually did play another Power 5 school in Vanderbilt. You got a good win, but now teams are going to start to figure out as tougher competition starts to come along. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 